Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your crunchy beast, Dan Meredith. Mr. Meredith, how are you? And I say that with a... Oh, I've had a lovely day. Um, had a nice protein shake and an apple for breakfast. The sun is shining. Um, read a couple of chapters, a really nice book the other day. Broke my leg. Um, yeah. It's been to- fun, Mr. Alderton. So, of course, what we're kind of gearing towards is your boxing fight, which we spoke about in the last episode. And we said the last... Yep. The next episode, we would be uh, discussing the win. Uh, We're going to be discussing the win today. Um, I, you know, my coach said I couldn't have prepped any more for it. I think you'll be quite proud of this, Jamie. Um, There was a lot of feedback afterwards that I had, without a doubt, the best physique at the show. I came in the best shape I ever had. But as you can probably tell from my unusual moniker at the start, and I will whip this up to camera just for those of you who see it. What's that, Jamie? That's a fucking cast on my leg because somehow I managed to break my fucking leg a boxing match. (laughs) So I remember, so last Thursday, you gave me a call and said he's pulled out and I thought, well, that's a bit like, um, that's a bit weird. Depends on what we're talking about. But, oh, okay, the boxing fight. Um, And (laughs) I thought, mate, Jamie, Jamie, it's my, it's my never turn. Pull it's my, never pull out. Never pull out. Never pull out. It's my turn. <laughs> Go on. And you said, so you basically said the guy that you went to fight in has pulled out and then suddenly they've got a replacement, only he's had quite a few fights and he's an MMA fighter. Class is an M- MMA fighter. Yeah, right? well, actually he wasn't. This was my fourth pullout. So I had the Jap when I spoke to you on Thursday was the f- repli- replacement opponent number three. And then he bailed on the day itself. And when I'm doing my warm-ups and getting ready about five o'clock due to fight at seven, um, they had to find another replacement fighter. Um, this gentleman, it was only his second boxing match, but he had, uh, after, you know, we've become friends on social media. He's got a black belt in judo. Um, he actually trains as an MMA coach. You know, he's been, you know, playing rugby for a long time, very physical specimen, strong lad. And he has been, you know, in the in the fight game for quite a long time. But I was like a coiled spring. I thought, fuck it, you know, let's go. Um, I'm ready to fight. You know, I have my friends there. And it was just a freak accident. Um, we started off trading blows to start off with. I got him with a great hook. He went down. He sprung back up again. Um, apparently, it should have been like a, a standing five count because I got him down. Um, but he sprung back up, swung for me, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, I just staggered back, you know, took the punch. You know, he's a strong guy. Both of us were trading some meaty blows. And as I stepped back, I literally, my foot just, I misplaced my foot. I went over on my ankle, so I rolled my ankle. Um, And then before I know it, I was literally down to one leg. So I was an easy fucking target from that point. And um, fortunately, I don't remember any of this. So thank you, Brain's magical healing powers. My foot was pointing uh, 90 degrees in a direction that it shouldn't point at, so it was popped back into place. 
I ended up going to A&E, gutted, mate. I mean, absolutely gutted, mainly mainly for others. You know, I've spoken about this on the podcast. I had like, some of my best friends there, some of my internet pals, you know, people like yourself as well, who I was going to be met. You know, I was really excited for Luffer. I'd pre-written my win message. I was really excited to kind of share that because I hadn't really made it like publicly on social media. I've shared about it here in a few places, but I'd made like too big deal of it. And I felt just in a real sense of like embarrassment, um, uh, you know, at what happened, but apparently a freak accident, you know, and what I thought honestly was like a dislocated ankle. I thought, okay, well that's shit, but I've dislocated bits of my body before. You rehab, you heal, you know, you strengthen it up. Um, they said, oh, we'll do a precautionary x-ray. And I was just like, oh, just stick a bit of tubey grip on it and give me a crutch. I'll go home because I kind of sort of, sort of hopped in there and was putting weight on it and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you've broken your leg. And I was like, oh, that's a bit shit. So, yeah, not quite the um, positive podcast I was hoping for. But one of the things that I've learned, and this is what we're going to talk about today, which is, Jamie, the topic of our podcast. The power of reframing. The power of reframing. And that's it. Look, look, stuff like this when I was younger, less resilient, had gone through less shit, you know, might have sent me down a bit more of a dark path, a bit more of a, a mental spiral. And I'm not going to lie and say the first thing I did was I felt, you know, bad. I wanted to offer everyone their money back um, for coming to see me, for buying a ticket. And they're all basically like, just shut up, you fucking idiot. You know, you had the balls to even get in the ring and do it. None of us would have even done that. And it was a big fucking crowd, mate. And it's definitely different when you're doing it in front of a crowd of people, as you know yourself, having bots with the army. Um, but, you know, I had an outpouring of love and of kindness and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, had, I had about a two-hour pity party on Sunday morning, um, which had something which I like to call breakfast sadness pizza. So that was my breakfast on a Sunday morning after getting home from A&E at 5 a.m. Um, thank you, NHS, for your tireless work. But yeah, that was a, that was a long night, considering I got there about half eight. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, fuck, you know, all my favorite things. You know, I can't box anymore. I can't run. I can't sprint. I can't go to the gym. All the, you know, I'd got myself into this fantastic shape. And I was like, fuck, all that effort as well for nothing. You know, I didn't get to fight. I wanted to fight. But then I thought to myself, hold on a minute. Um, you know, I've had setbacks before realistically um my leg it's the the smaller of the two bones on my lower leg i've got a cast below the knee as of now i thought well i can still move around i still i'm very very fortunate that i have a job that allows me to use you know i need you know i need a phone and a laptop it uses my my mind and you know my my supply voice and my visage as well for when doing videos and stuff and i thought well what a great place to be in i do that plus i've got these amazing clients i let everyone know the situation couldn't have been more accommodating and kind and i thought to myself do you know what? actually what a wonderful situation i'm in that i can do that first of all and it's not going to negatively impact my business as well but i thought to myself well actually um there's nothing i can do about it it's just a thing and i immediately decided to reframe it and thought okay this is what i can't do so the constraints are you know, i can't do certain things with my body right now my natural reaction natural immediate short-term one was woe is me, throw a pity party, fuck it, throw baby out with a bathwater, and then I stopped. And I decided to have a word with myself, and I started writing out, what could I do? How can I maintain this? And I, I had, I'm going to be honest, I had two days of sadness eating, okay? I thought I'm going to eat my feelings for two days, which I had planned to do post-boxing anyway. I had some snacks in, had my snacks, I gave the rest to my cleaner for her and her husband to enjoy, 
and literally I've restocked all my fridge with healthy food, backtracking my macros again, I'm looking at what I'm doing, again, I can't get my steps in, but I can get my fucking laps around the apartment on crutches, which is fucking knackering, I can still train my upper body, all being well, I'll be fitted with a boot, um, you know, a day after recording this, and I'll be able to go down to the gym again, and do you know what, it's not that bad, it's a setback, I'm not dead, I've not got brain damage, I'm not that traumatized, and do you know what, the fact of the matter is, it wasn't a fair matchup, um, I love my opponent, he's a fucking lovely guy, no negatives at all, the show was run really well, but shit sometimes happened, and ultimately, I went over on my ankle and got a freak accident, and people were saying, oh, you know, that's it, you've done it now, you've proven it, it's like, no, I fucking haven't, I'll be getting back in there again, and that's the thing, how you approach these negative setbacks in life is a huge marker of how you will deal with your future growth because you're always going to get setbacks you're always going to have problems you are a hundred percent allowed entitled um empowered to feel however however you want to feel however shit that may be for a moment now that might be a couple of hours as it was in my case it might be a couple of days maybe you need a little bit longer but sitting in your sadness wallowing feeling sorry for yourself is allowed but to a point and then you've got to think right what's the cards i've been dealt what can i do what can't i do well okay we'll put what i can't do to one side because there's fuck all i can do about that let's look at the range of options available to me that i can do and i'm gonna double down on those ones and as soon as i started taking action i immediately felt better and recording this to you now this is what what day are we now four days after it's happened you know, four days, I'm full of beans, I've been delivering my challenge, I've been doing my coaching calls, I've signed up new clients, I've written some fucking fantastic new content, I've recorded this podcast, I'm just like I normally am, because I'm focused on what I can do, as opposed to what I can't. Dan, there's so much to unpack there as well, with regards to reframing, and I'm very much a kind of a visual learner, I found this when I'm, you know, learning something new like jujitsu. Um, that I need visual examples, like one of the arm bars. Uh, it's funny. It says, "Imagine that you're painting a fence." In, in, well, in actual fact, you're you're trying to paint their elbow out of their socket. <laughs> but it's, I'm a I'm a kind of a, a, vis, a, a vis, visual. And um, for me, when it comes to all of this stuff, you know, when we said we need goals, we need purpose, we need drive. We're all going up the side of a mountain, and one of the things that people have yet to consider is just how exciting it is not to reach the peak because firstly you haven't achieved your goal and then your reframing is about finding other routes to get up to that mountain at the same uh. time sometimes it's just as bad to reach the top because you reach the top let's just say you had your win let's just say you did really well what's to say that you were going to feel better about achieving that goal and this is such an important thing because you don't know because an example that i'll give you is that a lot of my events that i've done shows charity events some of my biggest lows and biggest issues have come after successfully achieving those things uh. because it has the same knock-on effect once you've done that thing the question then goes what's next and this is what a lot of people haven't considered what's next is that you are 42 now that uh -huh. you've got another 40 years of climbing mountains and a lot of people haven't stopped to consider 
what next mountain they're going to climb, which is why a lot of people get lows, which is why a lot of people feel sorry for themselves, even if they do succeed. And this, once again, is is such an important reframe because it comes back to that story that we shared a couple of podcasts ago about the farmer and his horse. Good things, bad shit is going to happen to you, but you just don't know because with time, this could be the very best thing that ever happened. I, I remember when I got told, I, I placed last at one of my physique shows, like uh-huh. dead last, and, uh, and, and the week before I'd won the British Championship. I didn't learn anything from winning the British Championship, and I completely changed and improved as a competitor when I came dead last. So which one was the better lesson? And it comes back to this reframing of what you said. It's just how you look at things is so important when it comes to progress. Yeah. And I looked at this, so my, you know, as, as I said on the, I think I said it on one of the podcasts, this was the end of my uh, physical cycle, like a 90-day block. I was going on to a work cycle. Ultimately, I am one of the world's most distractible creatures. I fucking love boxing. I love training. I love the uh, environments that I go to. I, I love being physically active and I've worked really hard to get to where I am. And I'm not going to quit on that as well. Um, I've spoken to my coaches and we've worked out, you know, how I can do boxing from a chair, how I can do things from one leg, how I can train around it and all this kind of stuff without hampering my rehab. So I've already found workarounds, but it's also, I've looked at it as a case of, right, Dan, you did the physical thing. You did it. You said you are going to, you know, bring that down to a maintenance dose. Well, now you can because you're going to have to have a rehab element too. My next goal, writing the new book, launching the new product, launching my coaching group getting the second wave coaching product out, launching my new digital, uh, my new physical products as well. I now have the best excuse to do that. Well, as much as I need to rehab and I still honestly, Jamie, I fought hard for these fucking abs. They are not going. I'm telling I've literally two days of sadness eating and I'm right back on them tracking of those macros, my friend. And I, my triceps are absolutely shit tanked right now because I have been getting in steps around my house on crutches, which is a lot more tiring than normal steps. But I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to allow myself to go back. I'm not going to allow this setback and this issue to stop me, A, from going back from where I was, but also B, I'm going to be like, right, I don't have to train as much as I was. I haven't got a match I'm preparing for anymore. I don't need to do quite the volume is. So I've now thought to myself, well, cool. I've carved back all this time. You know, I was doing like two to three hours training every single day. That's going to drop down to realistically probably about one a day now for the period of time. And if I look after my nutrition, I'm going to stay looking great, which makes me happy. But now I can put all that energy into something else, which is going to help others. And that's the most important thing. And I found as well, if I shift my energy and my focus onto servitude and giving into creating things that help others, it helps me massively. And I'm sure there's studies about this. Again, I'm, I'm not a fan of the whole positive mental attitude for just the sake of it. You know, I'm a realist. I'm currently dealing with a broken leg. There are things that I cannot do, but I am also approaching it with positivity. The more positive I approach this in a realistic way, that's going to bleed into my life. I'm going to be less stressed. The less stress I am, the quicker I'm going to recover, the quicker I recover, the quicker I can get back to doing all the shit I love. So again, having a strong mindset and a positive outlook is going to bleed into my recovery and also all the business things I'm looking to do as well. I love that. And, you know, it comes back to what we were saying in the last couple of podcasts. When you are 
looking after yourself physically, mentally, financially, emotionally. When you have your shit squared, life's so much easier. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that when we do feel sorry for ourselves, when we want a pity party, when we want to choose all the things which are going to make us feel good in the short term. And as you said, you know, I, I do love a pity party. I think it's necessary to have a day or two to do that and allow yourself uh -huh. to do that. I absolutely love doing that. You know, a lot of the times I've taken myself away to London um, just to walk around museums um, and just just to get be out of my environment, uh. feel a bit sorry for myself and then just shake off and go, right, what's, you know, what's the, op it's I think it's a time to reflect and go, what's the opportunity here? Uh -huh. You know, what is, what is the thing that I'm going to take most away from this thing and you know going back to what i said there it's also going well say that this was different say i uh -huh. got everything that i ever wanted what's to say that that was going to be a good thing because in five years time you might be uh, a better boxer you might ha be in better shape and and once again this is another consideration is the fact that um you know you might have won and then reduced down your training element. You might uh -huh. have lost that little bit of hunger. Yeah. And, and who's to say that? So actually, this might be the best thing, even Mate, though you've got a broken leg, for your physical health. Everything shit that's happened to me eventually has turned out to be a positive. Eventually. So at, there's one thing I've learned. This is I've had a few shitty things happen, as many of us have. At the time, shit absolute dog shit but as future me turns up and becomes current me i've realized that i didn't allow those things to define me and it meant i put changes in place i did things differently it's also made me look you know for example it's made me look at some of my training maybe i wasn't as flexible as i should have been which is why my ankle turned you know there's I'll, i'm gonna investigate that and see if there's some other areas that i could have improved on for next time as well i, could, I think i could have done much more on a fitness and boxing side of things but maybe there were some bits that i'd neglected i don't know i'm going to start reviewing it and looking at it but it's also made me look at other things in my business which are maybe very down centric i thought okay well that's cool let's just say i had a really bad injury and was in hospital for months and months what what do i need to be in place to make sure that everyone is still looked after and everything is still done and i and i will say something as well which i wanted to segue onto which is really important because you were lovely as was a lot of other people as so well we spoke quite a lot on this podcast about making friends finding your tribe, being amongst your people, okay? The sheer amount of kindness, love, outpouring and offers for help from my friends, extended friends, people online have been insane. Have been insane, okay? And one of the things I will say is, is that, it, you know, old me when I didn't have that connection or wasn't as, you know, close to some of my friends, wasn't, you know, connecting with people in my local area. Honestly, this has been fine. Because I've got a support network around me. I've got people around me who give a shit. You know, there's people from all around the country who've offered to come and stay with me, come do things. But you know what? I've, I've, and I've allowed their help as well. I haven't done that typical man thing where I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need anyone. I'm like, do you know what? I do need some help. Can somebody get my shopping for me? Can somebody pick me up here? Can somebody take me there? Can somebody do these things for me? Everyone said yes. And I've realized that that's one of the really powerful thing to do is to let people help you when you need a hand. I like helping people. It feels fucking good. So when you need help, let people fucking help you. It makes them feel good. I have relished in the help I've got. I'm in a 
wonderful mood today. Don't get me wrong, I am very much looking forward to my nap this afternoon. I'm getting as much fucking sleep as I can. It's delicious. But my energy is up. I'm loving life. It's just a thing. It is a setback. It doesn't define me. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to fucking hold me back. And sure as shit, just like when I got run over on my motorbike, first thing I did three days later when I could was get back on that motorbike. Okay? And I tell you right now, as soon as I can get back in that ring again, sure as shit, I'm going to be trading punches once more. And Dan, that's what I absolutely love about what we're talking about with the power of reframing. Because, you know, what you're giving people here is a kind of a system for them to take into their own lives for the things that they're doing. And I think that system is about allowing yourself to kind of have that time to be with your thoughts, reflect on things, get all those negative emotions out, because I think that's important. Reflect on the good, reflect on the bad, and then come up with a plan of action of what you're going to do next. And I think yeah. that's such an, an important thing when it comes to reframing, because it's very much like grief. And they say there's a grief cycle. There is stages of it. And it's just basic human emotion. You know, when you've worked so hard on anything, you're going to have this whiplash effect no matter what. You know, like a lot of people when they compete in anything, you know, you're basically maximizing everything in your body and brain for one particular day or one particular uh -huh. moment. And you really haven't got time to consider what you're going to do afterwards. No matter how much you think you know, you don't. And I think yeah. that's such an important thing because, you know, repeating what I said about you just don't know that actually getting everything that you ever wanted out of this was going to be a good thing. I don't. And I, I just, it's a shorter podcast. We got a shorter podcast this week and next week because me and Jay, obviously, one of us broke a leg and Jay's got some uh, fantastic travel plans next week as well. So we just wanted to make sure we got something for you before we want to get out. But I want to end, um, I'm going to I'm gonna quote something in a minute, which I'm going to read from my phone as an ending. But I want to say, before I get to the quote is, look, if you don't try, you won't fail, okay? Trying stuff is the first part of getting good at stuff. And if you don't try things, you never know what you're going to be good at or not good at but if you fail at something if something goes wrong it doesn't mean you are a failure it just means you failed at that particular thing and you can let it define you call yourself a failure call yourself rubbish boohoo i'm no good at anything i say right this is a data point this is a point in time much like i said on that last part it's just a piece of data i am not a failure my ankle failed okay and i wasn't able to fulfill what i need to do so I'm going to look at that as a way to, that's the data point, and I'm going to build from that. So next time, I'm going to come back even stronger and even better. And I'm going to end this one with a quote. So I've got a friend of mine called Floyd. I met Floyd at an event. Floyd, I trolled mercilessly. Um, we were having some fun until I realized he was A, the next speaker, and B, was head of the SAS for 21 years. And he also used to be a heavyweight boxer for the SAS. So he's had plenty of fights himself, and he sent this. And I really get to do these, Jamie. I get to quote from someone famous. So you'll have heard this one before. Um, but he said, hey, Dan, to step in the ring takes courage. And there's a great quote I love. And you'll know this one, Jamie. 
It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy course, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or defeat, by Theodore Roosevelt. And that, ladies, gentlemen, and pronouns of choice, is the end of today's podcast. What a way to finish. Ladies and gents, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know on Instagram or any place where you can tag us in and please share this podcast so more people uh, listen to it. Ladies and gents, I really hope you've enjoyed this short and sharp and positive and motivational episode of The Body and Beast. I have been your body, Jamie Alderton. And I have been your comeback beast, Dan Meredith. Take care. Ooh.